dessert is two fucking snack packs eaten at the same time. Okay, listen. Not everyone double fists their fucking snack packs on a Tuesday evening. There's only one hand involved in that exchange, ma'am. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. I'm currently watching my cat. Um, he's got one of those, uh, let's see, how do I describe this for an audio um, platform? Oh, okay, okay. It looks like a Chinese finger trap. Okay. And it's for it's a cat toy and it's like this hard plastic and you can shoot it across the room and they'll chase it. Uh-huh. Um, but he's just playing with it on his own, like batting it around and he shoved it underneath the dresser. So you just saw like half of him disappear to get it back out. Oh my gosh. It's Lupin, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, Lupin. Good old Lupin. Love Lupin. Love long boy Lupin. Um, currently Jack is taking a nap in his favorite spot, which is the beanbag chair behind me. He has, he is a Chihuahua Jack Russell Terrier mix for those who, I know you know what he looks like, but they don't know what he looks like. But he- We'll have to, we'll have to take a day where we just post our animals on our feed. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Uh, anyways, but he needs the entire beanbag to himself. Well, he is a beanbag. Oh, he's a bean. And he's a little bag of butts. <laughs> um, and Ziggy's in the other room with his father, so. And I just posted a picture of my setup to our Instagram story. I was just finishing that up. Nice. If so I... if you're not following us on Instagram, I'm going to go ahead and plug that right now yeah. at the top. Yeah. It is Bitch Watch Pod. Yes. Witsy's got a new mic. I don't know if you guys noticed. I apologize for the actual uh, trash that my audio was for the first two episodes, but we're here and we're improving. Just like the new year, we're improving. We'll be good. Oh, I was just going to start us into our actual topic at hand, which is the show Dexter. (laughs) Man, no one came here to talk about Dexter. I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend who, when I was telling you about the podcast today, uh, was like, great, you have a podcast. What's it about? And I was like, oh, right now we're watching Dexter. And she was like, I don't like Dexter. So let me know when you talk about another show. <laughs> <laughs> right. She knows who she is. Yeah, she's confident um, in that. She's confident in your friendship, which says a lot. Yeah, she said she was still going to check out our show, which is great. Okay. And uh, I will know if she actually listens to this episode in a few weeks because she will be like, oh, my God. She's not going to say that, but you know. She's not going to actually be like, oh my god! No, she's going to text me like, what the fuck? Like, why are you talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I liked the point that you were making that we are recording this. I know you just said cut this, but we are recording this the day before our first episode hits the air. So excuse us if we're a little jittery because someone's a little nervous. And surprisingly, it isn't me. Yeah, it's me. Which is weird, because I've been putting myself out there for a while, if that makes sense. Like, with streaming and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like people can see my face or anything, but I don't know. It's just a different medium, and since I'm editing it, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. like I think it sounds fine. I feel like a lot of pressure is on me. Not that, like, you're not taking your share. I'm just saying, I want to make us both look good. And it's mm-hmm. it's my toxic trait. <laughs> Well, I like how I'm like, I'm going to take lead of all of our social media. And then, like, 
I forget about I even have an Instagram. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But you can, there are tools like that thing I'm going to start using that you found where it just auto posts shit out. Like, it's great. Ooh, that might be a good thing for me to do this evening after football. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through and schedule out a bunch of posts. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do for my Instagram probably. Because I, I haven't been posting as much as I need to. Anyways. Okay, Dexter. Dexter. So, season two, episode one. I made a note that the first episode, It's Alive, uh, opens the exact same one that the first episode of season one did with Dexter uh, driving around and like brooding, like tonight's the night, um, except it is revealed that Dokes is trailing him. Yes. And instead of... Um, Going for a kill, he's going bowling. You see that Dexter has joined a like cop bowling league, and Masuka and Batista are on it. Yes. Uh, I don't know that we recognize any of the other people, but for sure those two are on it. And on that note, I made a note that Dexter took up bowling after his dad, because his yeah his bio dad was a big bowler. And yeah, I just thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, I don't know that Dexter joined bowling intentionally because, you know, he doesn't really have feelings for things like that, but... Um, he says he doesn't. A, right. It's definitely a good cover of, like, I can't be with Rita all of the time. Like, that's unbelievable because mm-hmm. they don't even live together yet. Dokes, who's trailing him, to show that he has activities and, like, does things with people because, as we learned in the first season... Deborah, like when she's making the profile of like a serial killer or who she thinks the ice truck killer is, yeah, um, lives alone. One of the things she specifically said was like loner, like that kind of thing. And so, like Dexter, now that he was so close to the ice truck killer, and Dokes is trailing him, he's he's per- you know specifically set out to look like he has hobbies and spends time with people like very intentionally. He's making an alibi. To make sure people don't think he's antisocial. Right. All of that to say that. Yes. Yes. Now, my next point was the blind man. Yeah. At some point, Dexter says, all Jekyll and no Hyde, which is how he's feeling because it's been like, I think he said 30 days since he killed his brother. Yeah. And he hadn't killed anyone since. Dokes is trailing him. He can't kill anyone. Yeah. He somehow loses Dokes. I didn't catch that. He lost him by going, I think, into the bowling alley. And waiting around the corner until he saw Dokes pull away. And then he went back to his car and then left. He goes and finds a voodoo priest who's been setting death hexes on people. Damn, that's one fuck of a sentence, by the way. Good job. Yeah, yeah. The blind voodoo priest. Um, Mm -hmm. And he solicits him to put a death curse on someone. So he motions him to the back. And I just thought it was interesting. He didn't have... Any face covering, which I guess he wouldn't need to if he was truly blind. There are variations of blindness, you know. Oh, this guy was super blind. But you never know how blind someone is. Like, you know. Dexter studies people. That's true. He's watched him enough till he probably knows. He's like, I didn't do anything. And Dexter's like, no, you did this. You solicited this poison. Like, you gave this poison out to people to use to kill people. Remember, he was like. The God told me to do this. The God, not God, but this God yeah. told me to do this. I prayed to this person. Dexter's like, where did you get the poison that you used to give people to kill other people? Dexter sees through all the bullshit. 
and ultimately just can't kill the priest. He just can't go through with it and lets him go. Yeah. Especially since he's blind and can't serve as a witness of, uh, this dude broke into my shop, taped me down to a table and tried to kill me. Like, Yeah, and to be fair, if he did do that, it would be like, okay, why did this person do this? And it would bring more scrutinizing eyes on him and his business, if you will. Uh, no, I think Dexter would take the full heat of that. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. It's, especially because, like, he would come into the police station if he wasn't blind. He would come into the police station, look over and be like, that motherfucker, it was him. Oh, no, I mean, okay, he couldn't <laughs> identify Dexter. But what I'm saying is, is if he brought cops into his shop situation. For sure. Then it would be on him you know because of why like what's going on here exactly it's why you mm -hmm. know whenever you know drugs get stolen from a drug dealer like they don't go to the cops and say like oh yeah someone stole something from me because then they're gonna get in trouble they have to settle it internally or just let it go yeah yeah so my next note in this same episode is the dead body that they find at the beach that little chino killed yes. the machete kill yes on the rocks yeah uh, I wrote little in quotes. Little Chino, because as you learn in the episode, the actor portraying little Chino is approximately six foot nine. And I think they said at one point, like 450 pounds. Like he's a... He big Chino. He thick Chino. Looks like a goddamn oak tree. For sure. He looks like two oak trees. Yeah. He could eat an oak tree. <laughs> like a beaver. And then it's... Uh, my next thought is uh, divers start finding... Dexter's dead bodies in the bags and the water. Yes. Episode one of season two opens in a big way. So like you're getting a, a glimpse into a small murderer that's going to take place over a few things, which is little Chino. Mm -hmm. He isn't the big antagonist, but he is like something that Dexter fixates on for a little while. Then the big revelation of, oh, Dexter's been getting away with murdering people for, I think they said, like, 20 years. And mm -hmm. now all these bodies are being yeah. drawn up. At least 10 or 15 years. All these bodies are getting drawn up and brought to the surface. Yes. And I think... And, you know, I think they said they had, like, 18 victims. But there were way more than 18 bags down there. But I guess Dexter dissects them pretty well. And There is also the factor of fish and wildlife getting into... The bags? Yeah. Because you never know. But one person could be like five to six bags apiece. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, the, the divers were down there looking for a um, a ship or something like that, a wreck to salvage. They were just recreational diving. Well, because I remember they said that, oh, it's got to be here or something because they were doing the scan, like how Dexter locates his spot. Mm -hmm. And they saw all the things and they're like, oh, yeah, this looks like a shipwreck. Sure, we're going to dive down and take a look. Suddenly, feet. Yeah. You find out that Deborah is currently living with Dexter because she doesn't feel comfortable living alone because of the ice truck killer. Mm -hmm. You also find out that Paul, Rita's ex-husband, died in prison after fighting with Rita at the uh, on the phone call. Yes. He calls her again and like begs her to find the shoe. She says, I found it, but I'm not dragging Dexter into this. It's your fault. You're in prison. Paul gets angry, starts fighting, and then he he dies in a prison, like, fight. Which, I don't know why she feels so guilty about this. Like, he went and got himself killed. He is a reckless asshole. Like, this isn't her problem. I mean, and I hate to justify it because, like, fuck Paul. But if Rita would have fessed up about, oh, yeah, I found the shoe. She did. If she would have fessed up about it earlier. Oh, gotcha. 
Yeah. You know, when the first time, as soon as she found it, been like, Paul, you know, I still don't like you, but I found the shoe you're talking about. Like, you have a case. Let's call your lawyer. You know, obviously, that's not good for Dexter. Like, it wouldn't have worked for the show, but... Oh, it also would have ruined a good relationship she had with what she believes to be a good man. A great man, yeah. A great man for an abusive asshole who is a rapist. Right. So, as I say, I don't want to justify it, but, like, that's the way she sees it of, well, if I would have been honest about the shoe, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have gotten in a fight with an inmate, another inmate, and, like, fought to his death. (laughs) We could make that argument a million different ways, but it doesn't make sense. And I understand, like, people's logic don't ma- doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, for anyone listening, that shit, th- no. <laughs> no. It doesn't work that way. He got himself killed. It's his responsibility. And then I made a strong note of Dexter consoles Rita. So when Rita gets off the phone, she's very upset about it. Dexter, I think, comes over mm-hmm. and she's outside, like, smoking or crying or both. And he wraps his arms around her. He looked very natural. Like, he knew how to console her. He, like, cradled her head. Like, it just looked very natural. It was very natural. Which, of course, he would have experience consoling, you know, his sister after- Whiny-ass Deborah. Okay. Listen. Her mom died. Give her a break. She's got real daddy issues. It's a thing. But whenever their mom died, I'm sure he had a lot of experience consoling Deborah. And that kind mm-hmm. of thing, or practice, should we say? And then again with Harry, when Harry died. Yes, because that would have been- Because it definitely would have fallen on Dexter then. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. I did make a note, and this tracks back to episode one. They do use the same young actor in season two of Dexter. So they For could flashbacks. Have, they could have motherfucking- Put him in. They could have saved themselves from the eye bag debacle. Oh my god, the eye bags, the hair, everything. I'm not letting that die. That was atrocious that they did my boy dirty like that. It's terrible. (laughs) Terrible, terrible. So I really like Angel's positive vibes that he's on all of a sudden. Like, he's just like, dude, just think it, like, think it and it'll be. Just think positively. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like he's just so zen. He got stabbed and then all of a sudden he's just like, yo, it's all chill, bro. Life's too short to be stressed. He sounds like he read The Secret, which is that book about manifesting things yes. for yourself. Yes. And is like, well, if you wish it, it will be. And it's just a bunch of like mumbo jumbo, which I'll point out, he drops pretty quickly. Yeah. That attitude doesn't last the entire season, I don't think. Also... One note I made in, I think the first episode, he mentions being a psychopath. Um, Because I did make a note of that in episode one. Now, I can't guarantee if it's episode one or later, but I think it's weird I would put it in episode one. Yeah, I didn't note that at all. So who knows? He mentions being a psychopath, but in the book, because we did read the book, I am halfway, over halfway through. So sorry, I need to catch up with Witsy. (laughs) Who read it in three days. Right? The book says he's a sociopath. That he doesn't want to make the jump from sociopath to psychopath. And in the first season, in our second episode, mm-hmm. when he's seeing the psychiatrist, yes, Dr. Meridian, and he's jogging and he sees that guy to like verify Dr. Meridian's alibi of, oh, he was in his appointment. Mm-hmm. The guy he was talking to is like, yeah, he's great. Like, is he helping you or whatever? Like, he's really helped me. Mm-hmm. Dexter flat out is like, oh, I'm a sociopath. There's no help for me. Like, and he like laughs it off. Yeah. Yeah. So who fucking knows? Who knows? They don't know. Maybe the writers don't even know. 
he just doesn't hit me as a psychopath. Sociopath, yes, but psychopaths are generally, like, a little more out there. Well, just you wait, sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, also, I just thought it was a really solid episode to open on. Yeah, it was a fantastic season opener. Yeah, and off-kilter Dexter is hilarious to watch. Like, where he just can't stab the man. He's just like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. My last note is that the episode ends with the newscast of Dexter's kills being brought up to the surface. With, and he's with Deborah when that happens. Yeah. Deborah's like, you gotta see this and like flips it on. And mm-hmm. doesn't she also say something about how this guy's gonna be worse than the ice truck killer in an effort to, that way he's not brought up all the time. Like she's kind of like excited about this new guy because. Yeah. And Dexter's whole life is flashing before his eyes, literally, <laughs> yeah. because like, it's like, here's my resume. <laughs> <laughs> Here is my life's work. <laughs> yep. My art. All right. Episode two, waiting to exhale. I have a couple of big introductions for this episode. More stuff is getting introduced. The introduction of the name Bay Harbor Butcher, which is what the news tacks on to the guy who's killing people, chopping them up and throwing them out in the Bay Harbor. So Dexter. But he's not a fan. I think Dexter hates that nickname. Yeah. Annie, we also introduce Frank Lundy, Mm -hmm. FBI badass special agent who is number one elite superhero of catching serial killers. A.K.A. Dexter's worst nightmare. Yes. And he's hot. <laughs> like, let's... Oh, yeah. Let's focus on that part. He's hot. Like, old guy hot. Oh, for sure. But he's hot. You know what it is? Because I've been thinking about it the last few days because I always do when his episodes come back into play. Yes. Because, like, I feel like if you put him up in a magazine, you wouldn't be like, oh, he's the hottest guy in the magazine. Yeah. It's the confidence that he yes. embodies. It's the way he carries himself. Yeah. Or like, as the kids say, big dick energy. Yeah. And he's not cocky about Mm -hmm. it either. It's just, this is my job. I'm here to do my job. I know I'm good at my job. And it isn't like, I'm the best there ever was at my job. Oh, you mean Laguerta? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Lundy is introduced and he is fucking fantastic. The actor is great. The presence that he brings, as we mentioned, is phenomenal. And he's a very good contrast for Dexter. Because right now, Dexter is very off-kilter still. He's very not confident in himself. And he's also having to contend with Lundy, who is a very self-assured person, very confident. And Dexter thinks he's on to him from the beginning. Oh, yeah. There's a moment in the first, uh, not press conference, but uh, the first meeting that Frank leads. He says something like, you think this is one person? Because at first they had only like identified a couple or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Dexter in his inner monologue goes, actually, it was two. Then Lundy goes, actually, it was two. And Dexter's like, oh, shit. Yeah, the like, realization. Yeah, that he's actually really good. He's going to be able to figure me out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> One note I have, Dexter is missing Brian terribly. Mm-hmm. And it's made pretty clear, to me at least, whenever the funeral was happening for Paul, which Mm-hmm. Side note, while we're on Paul, don't fucking have a funeral for him. Just cremate him and call it a day. Like, have a memorial service on your own with you and the kids. Yeah, there was no need for a, a slight mass, especially since no one was there. Yeah, it just felt worse. You know, although I think Catholics have a thing about being cremated. I thought Catholics were the cremated people because I know Baptists are really weird about cremation as well. But yeah, so I just don't understand why they had a f- whole funeral 
when no one showed up to me, that's even sadder. Yeah, I, I get like doing something for the children because like the children didn't understand what a piece of trash this man was. Take the money you were going to spend on the funeral and put it in a college fund for your fucking kids that are still alive. Yeah. Why? Why would she not do that and instead spend thousands of dollars on a funeral that no one else is going to attend and those children will just kind of remember it as a memorial service anyway. Why not just do that? That ties in with my other note of I feel like the writers put it in there deliberately because the funeral kind of felt almost like a funeral for Brian in Dexter's mind while he's sitting there processing it. So I have just a small note that says Deborah meets a guy in a gym. She freaks out when he offers to tape her hands for the boxing gloves. Mm -hmm. She skips out. And we didn't talk about this in the last uh, section, but... In episode one, Dexter tries to kill little Chino. I don't know how neither of us made a note of this, but we were laughing too much, yes. I guess. He tries to kill little Chino, and mind you, little Chino is gigantic. Dexter is averagely sized. Yes. He doesn't use enough tape. Fucking Chino pops off the table and is like fighting back because he's not going to go down like this. Dexter doesn't tranquilize him enough. No, he used two trank needles in both either side of his neck, but yeah. like it wasn't, it still wasn't enough. Like fucker woke up and just like a bunch of shit went wrong. Should have gave that man enough tranquilizer to actually take out a horse. Actual horse. Well, he does. So he ends up going to like someone in the police staff and is like, yeah, I'm having a problem with a gator. What do you have? And he gives him a trank gun and a trank stick spear. A trank spear. It's a fancy word for a stick. The guy goes, which one do you want? Dexter's like, I think I'll take both. And the cop's like, my kind of guy. <laughs> so he takes both with him when he goes to track down little Chino in this episode. Yes. And at one point, you see him getting ready to go get Chino. And he says, there's no time for performance anxiety. And when he says that, the camera pans down to where he's holding the trank gun over his crotch. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> because we saw performance anxiety when he struggled to kill the blind guy in the last and episode. And don't we see performance anxiety when Rita's trying to fuck him? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. And then in this episode, you see him, he's still grappling with the loss of his brother and his mother. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he had to come to terms with that in the last season. Mm -hmm. And then Dexter does finally kill little Chino. And I made a note that it took like 10 or 12 trash bags. Yeah, it was a lot. Which, I mean, yeah, little Chino ain't so little, my dude. Yeah, I think somewhere in that I made a, a verbal comment. Because little Chino was there to kill a guy who like ratted the whole like gang out. Mm -hmm. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if this little guy's name was Big Capri? Because <laughs> the guy was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little Chino and Big Capri. <laughs> <laughs> To be clear, Big Caprice is the child that Deborah chases down and pulls a gun on him. He's like, I know where this gang hangs out. And I know where you can find them. And, and pisses his pants. And he pisses his pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we're both on the piss the pants train. Yeah, because it was sad. It was. Like, I felt bad for that kid. And honestly, Angel probably should have reported her for that. But Oh, for sure. He mentioned it to Dexter, though. Yeah, he mentions it to Dexter. He, like, pulls him aside and is like, hey, just so you know, he she pulled a gun on a kid. Yeah, I just remembered that part. So everyone knows Deborah's having a hard time. Yeah, so he did what he thought was right for her because of the circumstances. Yeah, he's very big brother, little sister with Deborah. Yeah, mentor, as you previously put it. Rita confronts Dexter about Paul's shoe, so she 
he comes into the house and she has the shoe waiting on the table and he's like what's this she's like this is a fucking joke like what's this like he thinks he's being presented with like a a jack-in-the-box like a joke he's got bigger fish to fry like literally like he just killed little chino and he's that's a big fish that's a big ass fish (laughs) (laughs) um and gets him to confess yeah like i hit him and i brought him back to his hotel room Mm -hmm. and i used drugs she's like where did you get the drugs he's like i got them from the evidence room at the station and she's like wait 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 you did this spur of the moment or you had time to go get the drugs and cook the drugs and shoot him up with how did you know how to cook the drugs and how much to give him yeah she gets him to confess yes i have an addiction and that's all he says yes he never says he's a drug addict an alcoholic just i have an addiction yes which is the honest kind of but not exactly yeah and then that ties in with the name of the next episode but i'll wait the last note i have for this one is dexter quote buries rudy his brother brian Mm -hmm. by throwing the last barbie head into the ocean and that's him making closure with him killing his brother yeah which yeah that would be kind of messed up to try to process cutting your brother's throat. That's crazy. But, you know, he doesn't have feelings. Told you that was coming back. <laughs> so, episode three. Was titled An Inconvenient Lie. <laughs> Very inconvenient, actually. Especially for him, yeah. Yes. Episode three is where we meet Lila. Your favorite. The only character I hate more than Deborah. <laughs> I was so excited to go on this journey with you to see your favorite character evolve. <laughs> yeah you meet her at narcotics anonymous which i noticed in the narcotics anonymous i don't know if it was this episode or later the banner in the back is noah's ark and it's an in a meeting yeah for sure for sure yeah i just thought that was weird like my brain was like why the fuck is a noah's Ark poster in the back this ain't jesus time yeah it's definitely supposed to be for that i'm pretty certain when dexter gets up and like talks for the first time in this meeting he introduces himself as bob which is for my alias list dokes gets a huge sunglasses upgrade in the elevator they're ray-bans so good for him yeah for sure yeah instead of those tomb raider shades awful oh god and then also i think right after that the chief says that the bay harbor butcher makes the ice truck killer look like a novice basically i'm paraphrasing to where Mm -hmm. dexter you know, that's kind of a pat on the back, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And he was pretty, not excited, but he was kind of shocked, I think. In this episode, Lundy's task force gets announced, so it's determined which of the regular detectives and stuff will be pulled from their regular jobs to working hand-in-hand with Lundy to help him find the killer. Yes. And which of the department is staying with their regular jobs and dealing with their actual cases. Angel Batista, Deborah, and uh, Masuka, Vince Masuka, are all part of this group. And Ramos. I don't know why that man keeps being mentioned, but Ramos. always. I just keep hearing his name, so I'm like, oh yeah, he's a character now. <laughs> I only noted those three. And there are moments, in like we pointed out in the first season, where people make jokes and Dexter doesn't catch the joke or he doesn't understand the joke. Mm-hmm. And there was one in this episode when Masuka walks in to tell Dexter, like, I'm the lead forensic investigator on Lundy's task force. He's so proud of himself. He comes in and he's like, who's your daddy? And Dexter, like, immediately goes, uh... Harry Morgan. <laughs> and completely fucking missed the joke. Yeah. Deborah requests off the task force because she doesn't feel like she's adequate enough for the job, considering she was engaged to, to the ice truck killer. Lundy tells her specifically, that's why I wanted you on this, mm-hmm. because you were a fighter, you managed to get through it, and you came back to your job. Yeah. 
you obviously are to quit her. She was closer to him than anyone else could have been. Mm-hmm. Except for the other victims. Yeah. One thing I noted whenever Lundy is, I think, choosing the task force or he's talking to the task force, he straight up disses Angel's fucking shirt. And I was like, you're telling me this man is calling out sweet ass Angel Batista. Baby, sweet little baby angel. Yeah. One, calling a shirt a Hawaiian shirt, I believe. It's a bowling shirt. Mm-hmm. Get fucked, first For of all. Sure. Second of all, he ain't talking about like where to his clothes. But they didn't get better. No. No. They're still trash. Kato's is staying in business because of this fucking woman. It, fucking Kato's and Dress Barn is just doing fabulous in Miami because of this woman. Also, if he's dissing Angel's shirt, imagine what he would have said about those closed-toed fucking sandals in episode Oof. one. Lundy would have lost his mind. He would have went to fucking Foot Locker, got him a pair of shoes, brought him back, and put him on his feet personally. <laughs> My next note is that Dexter gives the mo- his first monologue in NA mm-hmm. because uh, in the last one he goes, but he leaves early and Rita's like, where's your newcomer's chip? And he's like, mm. and it's because he bowed out early and Rita's like, you're not supposed to leave early. Also, he sucks at cover stories. I made this argument while we were watching. He could have just been like, this hits a little too close to home. It's really triggering me. So I just kind of had to step out. Yep. Like that would have been a valid response. I don't know. Yeah. It's so dumb. He does give his monologue, and while he's talking, he realizes he does have feelings. And I made a note ex- especially for Rita. Surprise, Pikachu. And my next note is Deborah gains a hunch mm-hmm. that the Bay Harbor Butcher's victims are all connected because they're bad guys. So at this point, they have already aligned body parts with the appropriate people. They have figured out this is this person, this is this person, and they've started IDing all the victims and they've started holding interviews of next of kin of all these victims to figure out who was this person telling me about this person and she's figuring out a couple of them were like we're glad this person's gone he was a monster to my family or whatever yeah deborah makes the connection that that they are connected by their past lundy wanted them to each take a body yes angel volunteers for a specific one and then yeah he starts talking to this guy's wife yes. and is trying to crack her the whole episode and she is just dead set that it he didn't do shit no he was she was adamant that no he wouldn't have killed anybody like dude i'm not gonna lie if tanner came up dead with a bunch of other killers i'd be like you tell me what he did you want to come look in his like office because fuck that guy La Guerta really starts to try to help Esme and, like, come to her aid a lot. Because Esme is losing her shit. Esme is the woman who comes in to replace La Guerta as La Guerta got demoted. Yes. From from lieutenant. Yes. Uh, it was really odd that La Guerta was helping Esme and also being nicer to Deborah, which I guess, yeah, she got her shit checked whenever she got demoted and she had to be back in the ranks with everyone and back in the bullpen, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Which, good. But also, take her away from Dress Barn. When Deborah goes to Lundy to say, take me off the case, um, I believe that's after he requested Dexter. And she started feeling really inferior again due to Dexter. Because she doesn't think she should be on the task force. She doesn't think she should be on the task force until she gains the hunch. Uh, But Lundy is very encouraging of Deborah in this episode, which is really nice. You know, just sometimes we're insecure and we just need a hot older man to be like, you got this girl. Frank cut out what's he getting stuck in a flashback. <laughs> so my one big thing in this episode, Dexter slashes Dokes' tires. 
so he can leave. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking police office station. There would be fucking cameras everywhere. How? Would he get away with that? Well, later you see him break into his work, or later in the season, in a couple episodes, we'll discuss it. He breaks into the station. He knows where the cameras are. Okay. Because you see him, like, run very specifically to go break the, the coolant line. I just think it's very convenient that at least Dokes would park where the cameras couldn't see that. But that's just my... Dokes doesn't want to give off that he's trailing Dexter. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess so. I just thought it was interesting at Rudy's apartment. He wasn't seen slashing this tire. He wasn't seen. And also breaking the coolant line later. He was not seen. Granted, Mm -hmm. I'll suspend my disbelief because he might be going in and deleting that footage. But also, generally, there are security camera like people are watching them constantly for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Also in this episode, Dexter is gone car shopping after some women have been murdered in their houses with no trace because he suspects a car salesman is up to no good so when dexter is going shopping he specifically looks at a minivan and he gets this man's attention in effort to get some dna from him from a cup a hair something originally it's a cup he ends up taking his comb instead and using the hair which he later finds out is synthetic so nothing about this man's fucking real he's specifically looking at a minivan and the car salesman says oh, you really care. And that kind of like hits Dexter weird. He said, you know, every other man your age comes through looking at the hot rods and you're looking at a minivan for the kids and your girlfriend or wife. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ties in with you saying you like he was realizing he did have feelings, especially for Rita. Mm-hmm. I think that was very key to him realizing that. Anyhow, um, he does end up buying the minivan from the man so he can elude Dokes because he won't recognize a minivan at first. <laughs> back onto the dude with the car, since he is the main murder suspect, should I say. He went back to the dealership to get more information on him and is like, oh, I need like some info on that stereo system or something. He makes up an, an excuse for roof rack and extended warranty or something. Yeah, something like that. And he's like, oh, go wait in my office. I'll come help you out. And while he's waiting in the office, he comes across a woman who says, oh, like, are you working with so-and-so? I can't remember his name. The killer. And he says, oh, yeah. She's like, I bet he got you a great deal, right? Did he send you across the street? He's like, no, what? And she's like, yeah, he ran a credit check and he knew, or a background check and knew that I couldn't afford it because I live alone, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you live alone? And she was a brunette, which was the MO. Lives Mm -hmm. alone, no pets, all this other kind of stuff. So he's like, ding, ding, ding. This is the dude. He's sussing people out. He's doing his homework and- But then sending them across the street. So it's not exactly tied to him, I believe. Mm -hmm. And also he lied about having a family. He lied about having a wife, which Dexter later when he's on the table totally calls him out on, which I loved. He's like- no Mm -hmm. lie 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 how do you do it how do you just lie which ties in with this episode too because he sucks at fucking lying and you know i really like that because you see him grappling with he's talking to people that obviously can't repeat any of this yeah because he can't figure out how to human (laughs) he's asking this guy like how do you lie and then when he killed the people in the first season who were taking the cuban people 
hostage. He talks to that married couple like, how do you have love for one another and be bad? You know? Yeah. And looking back, <clears throat> I didn't make the connection until we're analyzing it. I'm like mm. almost overanalyzing it sometimes. It's such good writing to be able to use that to reveal more things about Dexter and also teach him things because they can't repeat it. Like, they're the best form of therapy for him because they can't say anything because they're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just really interesting. And I really like that. But yeah, I think the car salesman, I think that was a good episode with him. It, it taught Dexter a lot, especially about lying. Rita has an insecure ass front door. I made that note because they're just like those little slat things. You could pop those out with your pinky toe, dude. Yeah. I couldn't live in Miami with a door like that. I couldn't live like where I live right now with a door like that. No way. Definitely not Miami. Yeah, no. There's an ice truck killer and a Bay Harbor butcher. I'd be like, give me a steel door. Yeah, something. Bang, fault that shit. Fucking go Rudy and steel door. Solid yep. ass door. Doesn't Lila yep. also have like a solid ass door like that? Because she lives in a loft? Lila knows. Maybe. Lila knows what's up. My last note is drama <laughs> with a bunch of A's. Yeah. Because Rita sees Lila as she's dropping Dexter off at his Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Mm -hmm. As he's getting out, he's like, there's my sponsor. And she's like, oh, that guy? And he's like, no, her. And this like overweight older man moves out of the way. And you see this quote smoke show. Not my opinion. Lila. <laughs> and she's angry, like staring her down. Mm -hmm. uh, Rita staring Lila down. And that's how the episode is. Mouth agape. Also, Lila's bra straps are hanging down. And she's like in a little tight skirt, just looking, you know, hot. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. For sure. Lila's hot. I'm sorry. There's something about that deep British accent that just gets me. You know I'm a sucker for a British accent. Yeah, but you also have an easier time hating dumb bitch characters. <laughs> Ends on a drama, like zooms in on Rita's face, just mouth agape. What's gonna happen next? Dexter's totally not gonna fuck her. <laughs> we'll be right back after a quick break. Moving on. Episode four, see-through. You find out that Cody has wet the bed, that he's having nightmares again, and he's terrified of the Bay Harbor butcher. He's hearing about it on the news. He's terrified. And Dexter tries to comfort him. And he's like, my sister Deborah is the detective on the case. And she said he only goes after bad guys. So you're safe. This new actor is 10 times better. I understand that it's difficult to work with child actors. Well, I don't understand that. I've heard that. I, I'm not an actor. This kid is a better actor, I think. I think he goes like to go shower or something like clean up after he's got piss pants. And Rita says to Dexter, <laughs> <laughs> what? Did piss pants break you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just so blunt and uncaring. He had piss pants. Yeah. What do you want me to say? He pee peed the bed. He didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't say he meant to, but he still had piss pants as a fact. <laughs> so Rita says to Dexter, I hate that there's some monster out there scaring my son. I hope they catch him today. I'm not a violent person, but I hope they hurt him. And then she kisses Dexter and tells him to have a good day. And you hear Dexter immediately make up your mind, which I just loved. I loved yeah. it so much. Yeah, very clever. In this episode, there's a point where Masuka comes running into the station. And this is my first note, so I'm going to assume this happened early in the episode. Masuka is booking it into the station, being like, yo, I found something. Like, Dex, you won't believe this. And then runs out, like, to tell the rest of them. And Dexter's like, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, it has to do with the Bay Harbor Butcher. And he's, like, running out, waving this fucking folder. 
everything goes in slow motion like Dexter is melting down. Mm -hmm. Imagine being fucking caught by Vince Masuka and he has the same thought. I had that thought. He had that thought. Like imagine being taken down by Vince. I can explain the shemale stuff. Masuka. (laughs) Yeah. See, I didn't uh, have many notes this episode as far as like things happening at work. I have a half a page. Great. Yeah. I think my note, my next note is still tied to the last one as far as Rita and stuff. Rita mentions that her mother is going to be coming into town. And that that begins a new plot point for what's going to be happening the next few episodes. The mother-in-law. So Dexter meets up with Lila. He meets her at her apartment. I need more art supplies. And they go out collecting art supplies. AKA she hit a fucking pole with her car. And took it and then started stealing poor little old lady's wind chimes. Yep. Dolores will never be able to find her wind chimes. And she won't know what happened. Agnes won't know either. That's tr- They're going to talk. Do you think they're going to think each other took their wind chimes? No, they're going to think they've been wronged by a little neighborhood kid. Oh, let's be honest. If it's white ladies in Florida, they're going to be racist about it. No, I think Agnes and Dolores are going to be classy about it. They are classy broads. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. But even Dexter is weirded out by this. He's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? And since we gave Angel so much shit about his shoes, I think we need to talk about Lila wearing boots in what's supposed to be a fucking heat wave with a miniskirt yeah. and a tank top. Knee-high boots. Knee-high. Like suede boots. Suede, slouchy boots like we're talking white girl in winter boots yeah except not uggs but like the next worst thing slouchy they're slouchy they're like scrunchy Mm -hmm. like it's so dumb i don't fuck lila lila is a very shitty sponsor because she encourages risky behaviors which is like common in previous addicts to like get a high if that makes sense Mm -hmm. by stealing like shitty ass sponsor from the get-go this is the first time she's ever sponsored someone. Yeah, but she's also fucking garbage at it. Like, she's not even trying. No, no. So, yeah, I think this is when he tries to dump her as his sponsor. And then later she shows up at his work mm-hmm. and gives him this whole bullshit speech about he's scared and doesn't want to get help and doesn't want to improve himself. Guilts him, basically. Guilts him and says, you know, you can't quit me. Like, you're not going to get rid of me as your sponsor. I'm going to continue to sponsor you. And Dexter's just like, okay. Dumb. And Dexter takes her in to see the Bay Harbor butcher bodies. To try to scare her. But it doesn't. It intrigues her. Yeah, to see how she kind of reacts to being around dead people. Not a, And he doesn't come out and say, like, this is my work. This is what I'm addicted to doing. But he just kind of puts her in the situation and she's really enthralled by it all. Yeah. Yeah, which red flags. <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> it's a parade of red flags going down the road. And he's just like, it's fine. It's fine. This is fun. One thing I picked up on in a flashback, I believe, Dexter's adopted mom thought something was really wrong with Dexter mentally and had Harry take him to a child psychologist where Harry coached him through it, said, whatever you think the answer is, whatever your answer is, make it the opposite. And this also, I thought, kind of tied in with Rita's mom saying something's wrong with him. Like the mom wee woo went, something's wrong with him. Especially because the Rita's mother is a teacher. So like yeah. 
teachers are perceptive and they're usually the first that like catch a learning disorder Mm -hmm. or they typically are the first to make referrals for like further testing Mm -hmm. or making that call this person needs more help or needs services or something yeah which isn't a bad thing and also you know i mean it's good that kids have someone like that looking out for them however i don't think that mom in like the other side of the spectrum would think anyone was really good enough for Rita. Oh, for sure. And kind of wanted to insert herself in Rita's life. and Not kind of. She did try to insert herself in Rita's life, which... Yeah, we'll find that out later. Which it comes back around to making a lot of sense why Rita got married to Paul so young and wanted to get out of the house. Because mom's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, Dokes and LaGuerta are paired up to investigate a murder of a woman. She was executed he's looking at the body or i guess the body isn't there is the body there no the body has been removed i think dexter points it out that the shots were super close together because he's there as a blood spatter analyst analyst no yeah i'm giving you shit for when you said an analyst don't because i was confused if i said it correctly (laughs) that you said the other way and i was like no it's analyst dexter makes the point Mm -hmm. that whoever did this must have been a sharpshooter because the shots were so close together that they were all fired within seconds. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And I think it almost looks like it's one hole as well. Doke said that it must have been someone who was trained to shoot the same way he was. Yes. And he starts looking at the wall and he realizes, oh, God, yes, this man was like me. So he kind of takes lead on that case because he has so much experience with it and LaGuerta is fine with that because I wouldn't really want to fuck with a homicidal special ops man either. Not my, not my thing. I would say go for it, dude. Barnes proves to be like a brother in arms. They were both rangers Mm -hmm. and um, they know some of the same people. They don't know each other, but they know some of the same people. They have a mutual friend Mm -hmm. who gets dokes in touch with Barnes. And I liked the comparison of Barnes and Dokes. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very realistic for soldiers at that time to be one side of that coin or the other, where the PTSD gets to you so bad and you don't have help. Because back then they did not offer these soldiers help. Oh, for sure. To where they lose their minds in a fashion and ended up killing their significant others or doing harm to someone. Although Barnes doesn't seem very regretful of it, which I thought was weird. Yeah, when they're having their confrontation, Barnes is begging Dokes to let him just take a boat to Cuba. Or go with him. Yeah, he was like, we'll just go. Like, it's fine. And Dokes is saying, no, I'm not getting off this boat. We're taking you in. Mm -hmm. Barnes says, like, you know, we're two of a kind. You know what this feels like. Mm -hmm. You must not be married. You must have never been married. And Dokes says, you know, no, I had a relationship. And... Barnes says, oh, did she leave you? And Doke says, no, I left her because I was afraid I was going to kill her. I have the memory of thinking how big of him to use the word, like say I was afraid I was going to kill her. Barnes pulls a gun and Dokes does have to shoot him. Yeah. Which is Dokes's second shooting he was involved in. In six months. In six months, which LaGuerta is trying to negate the fallout of that. Yeah, she thinks he needs help. He says he doesn't. She said, you know, how could you be fine killing two people in six months? Yeah, you need to talk to someone. She's constantly encouraging him to talk to someone. Now, this is also the episode where Lundy and Deb start hardcore flirting, in my opinion. When they're in the office later and she's telling him about this boxer guy that she's 
somewhat mm-hmm. interested in and has started seeing. And he only had one love of his life. It was a once in a lifetime thing that only comes along once in your life. And he's already had his and she's dead. Yeah. To which I don't know if it was flirting or just confidence, but she was flirting. That's where you yeah. can really tell. She's starting to like, like him. We didn't really touch on this, but earlier when Dexter was off kilter, we were also talking about how he was completely off kilter at work as well. He was kind of fucking everything up. And in episode four, there was a quote, never take your laundry to work after Esme is kind of losing her shit being like, why can't you smell this, Masuka? She had Masuka test a shirt for a smell and is losing her shit in the middle of the bullpen about that. And Masuka's like, and because Esme is convinced that her fiance is having an affair. Yes. But when Dexter said, quote, never take your laundry to work, I was like, did this motherfucker forget when he was losing his shit and fucking everything up? Like, he couldn't even remember to take the lens cap off the camera. Hypocritical much? Rude. Very rude. It ties in with LaGuerta saying that erratic is code for non-male. The way Esme is acting when she is defending Esme. Correct. Which she does come in while Esme is losing her shit in the bullpen. And escorts her out, basically. Into her office, I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, LaGuerta is trying to help Esme. I didn't make a single note about LaGuerta this entire chunk. Really? Not even this episode? Nope. I don't give a shit about her ever. I'm gonna round this out for LaGuerta and Esme, but the reason you find out why she's kind of trying to corral Esme, she's fucking her fiance. She's the other woman that Esme is losing her mind about. And Sly didn't remember this. (laughs) I lost my shit. Let me tell you, whenever I said, she's fucking that big-headed motherfucker, or big-foreheaded motherfucker, sorry, Mm -hmm. I about lost my mind. Oh, yeah. But she already got Esme ousted, so she breaks it off with the fiance. Bertrand. Bertrand. I could not remember his name. Why would you? That's not a fucking name. (laughs) It might be someone's name. Someone unfortunate. Yeah, that's how LaGuerta's storyline ends for this episode and why she has been so quote unquote kind to Esme, but really just fucking her over and playing her political games that she always likes to play. To try and get her job back. Yep. And she does. She succeeds. I'll give her one thing. She is a determined bitch. LaCunta is back in full swing. For sure. Did you have anything else to mention? No. Oh, damn. Okay. I made all of three notes for this episode. (laughs) I think the episodes where I don't have any notes are the ones that I'm like visually enjoying and watching more. Plus, I think that episode is when I was eating my popcorn and my hands were dirty. Yes. (laughs) Peek behind the curtain there. (laughs) One thing I noted right before Dexter said it, uh, whenever there is a big, basically the FBI has brought in a mobile morgue to house all of these bodies because it's not big enough to lay them all out. Plus it's on site. Yeah. They don't have to travel. Yeah, they don't have to travel across town. It's right outside. They've got coolers, which I would like to say they would have fucking backup coolants on that bitch. 110%. Yeah. We're starting to find conveniences with the writing of like, yeah, there was only one coolant line and it was outside easily accessible and next to a dumpster. Yeah, by a fucking dumpster. Like, anyways. I said, damn, that morgue be looking like Moby Dick. And literally a few seconds later, Dexter says, ah, my Moby Dick. I just thought it was, I was, that was my moment. I never read, I never read Moby Dick. So. Oh, basically a great white whale. Oh, I know what the whale is. Yeah. But is it just reference to it's big? It's or does it, the whale come back and eat the guy? Well, it will be Captain Ahab's undoing trying to get this whale. Okay. Yes, then yes, that that fits. It's a good reference. There would have been cameras on the morgue, which I also questioned bringing Lila in to look at the bodies. 
Like, that wouldn't have been a red flag to anyone. Like, we're just taking a bitch off the street, letting her look at corpses that are key in a huge serial killer investigation. Angel would have okayed it, too. Angel met her when she came to, like... That's right. He was salivating at the sight of her. He'd have been like, yeah, she can go look at the dead bodies. It's fine. Yeah. So I guess that that would be... (laughs) That would be an excuse. But anyways, cameras on this morgue, much less cameras on the coolant system and, like, the dumpster and stuff. Because I feel like there would have been definitely a camera on the dumpster because you don't want people coming in and dumpster diving in the cop's trash and stealing Mm. potential evidence or information. But neither here nor there, Dexter decides he's going to frame the coolant break on the trash people and breaks the coolant line, turning everyone in the morgue to mush. Yeah, to absolute pink slime. Yes. Also, one thing I thought was really interesting, Harry called him a monster in this episode. He said something along the lines of, you are a monster and you Mm -hmm. just need to accept that. So I think it's really fucked up. The more I rewatch this, Dexter might not have actually been this monster. Yeah. And Harry just ingrained it into him because he refers to himself as a monster. And I think it's just so Mm -hmm. fucked up. Like your dad's supposed to be like, no, it's okay. You're just this way. We can fix it. We can learn how to be okay. It's kind of like learning disorders. Like you learn workarounds on how to navigate life. It was also the 70s and he was a cop. Okay. Yes. But I just think it's so fucked up and it breaks my heart from like a psychology standpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. The rocks. Dexter's dumb ass motherfucking ass really said, oh, these rocks won't get traced back to me. I'm gonna pick them up while they're two inches away from my boat and sink the bodies with the rocks. I have never been more disappointed in someone (laughs) than when Masuka, that was the big thing Masuka had come in with that they found algae on the rocks that they could narrow down to a specific place or places. Yeah. Perspective on Dexter being a dumbass. Harry can't hold his hand forever. Harry's dead. So Dexter's just stupid. Yeah. He's a fucking blood spatter analyst, knows DNA. He never thought, hmm, algae. Algae will fuck me. Why would you? I would. I would never think about algae. I would. But I also watch too much true crime. So maybe that's why. Dirt will fuck you. Plants will fuck you. Bugs will fuck you. Also, don't kill people. Don't kill people. But if you do, (laughs) don't pick up rocks from your own fucking boat, Marina. Yeah, no, that's dumb. That's asking for trouble. Absolutely. Anyways, moving on to episode five. The Dark Defender. Yeah, so Dark Defender, They the episode opens with a crime scene at a comic book store right yeah yeah i liked the opening and dexter's kind of walking through surveying the crime scene and looking at all the blood spatter and he comes across this poster for an upcoming graphic novel and it's titled the dark defender it's this person and he's big and jacked and ripped got a hoodie like a hooded like cloak of some sort on and it covers all the face except for the chin and the eyes i think you see the eyes glowing through but the the face is black yeah he asks the other employee what is this what's the poster Mm -hmm. and the employee says oh that's the dark defender insert dead guy's name here was working on this graphic novel about the bay harbor butcher but we were calling him the dark defender Stalker of the night, his blade of vengeance turns wrong into right. Now, I I will note that I missed a good chunk at the beginning of this episode because I was looking up that quote because I missed it when he said it and I had to Google it. (laughs) But he starts envisioning saving him, little Dexter and his mother as the dark defender. So you see him bust into the storage crate (laughs) 
and he's dressed as the Dark Defender and he's saving them and he's a big hero and he kind of shakes it off and says, no, it's too hot for leather. Yeah, yeah. Miami's too hot for leather, which- Yeah, we get it. (laughs) Swamp ass- everywhere what the fuck do you mean it's too hot for leather like he sweated through a fucking jacket before no leather would be sticky it would stick to your skin okay well you could get you learned that in georgia you learned that in georgia the jungle jesus fuck anywho (laughs) dexter's dream about his mom shatter so cheesy (laughs) yeah and then his mom looks down at where she was holding dexter and says my baby or something and he's like i know like no mom I don't know. It was something like that. And it was yeah. it was just cheesy. I was, uh, I don't know. Mm, we're not going to talk about it. Deb and her daddy issues tie in so great with Lundy. Is this where I said the thing? I believe this episode is where you said the thing. Frank, insert the clip. Pause this real quick. And I want you to imagine a world where Lundy doesn't fuck Deborah, but he fucks Dexter. I fuck <laughs> with that world. But he doesn't know he's the Bay Harbor Butcher. Or maybe he does. Uh, he suspects something's up. But his love. Yeah, he loves Dexter too much to turn him in. Because he thinks he's going to love him clean. <laughs> <sighs> That's good. That's the show I want. That's what we should have gotten. That's what we deserved. Well, I think the clip starts the episode. Oh, shit. Okay. Never mind, Frank. You probably already cut it. Unless in. we find a better clip to go there. That's but- true. So, as we said at some point, either the beginning of the episode or here, I started thinking what a world it would be if Frank Lundy ended up with Dexter instead of Deborah Morgan. And that inspired me to, on my own, Mm -hmm. do some research for Dexter slash Lundy fan fiction. Dexter x Lundy. You can't find it. There is none. None. I feel like this is one of those moments when the internet disappointed me. How was I the first person to think I would read a story about these two? Yeah, because let's be honest, there's like tension between them. I can't be the only one that wants to read a story about the dynamic of those two. Yeah. The tension that would be there and just truly think about what that relationship would be like. Dexter would be killing people and then he would probably be swearing to himself like that was the last one. Frank hates when I do this. And... (laughs) Frank would know that he's killing people and have to look the other way, you know, just kind of be disappointed in him. I don't feel like Frank would look the other way, though. I think he's too good deep down. Like, he's self-sacrificing that he would. It would it would eat him up. He would yeah. look away at the beginning, yeah. you know, because Dexter would say, like, that was the last one. And it is criminals. Yeah. yeah. And it would just be a power struggle. Now, I will say, on this topic, I did read one piece of fan fiction, and it was Lundy, but it was Deborah. Okay. It was really short and I won't go into full detail. Okay. But it was something to the effect of he did find out about Dexter, but he loved Deborah too much to report him, to turn it in, and he and Deborah move across country. Dexter's not being rubbed in their face and they can just look the other way and not have to deal with it. Gotcha. So you could, in theory. Oh, and he quit. He quit his job because he couldn't deal with it. That's what it was. He and Deborah both quit their jobs and moved. Couldn't theory just put Dexter's name where Deb is and then like tweak it a little bit. Yeah. I decided it wasn't that, it wasn't worth that much work. Yeah. But to compare Deborah's daddy issues and contrast, should I say, Dexter has mommy issues because his mom thought something was wrong with him, his adopted mom, and then he lost mm-hmm. his mom. So that's kind of yeah. that. 
counts up against him, which I think really feeds into the Rita mom drama. The feeling that Gail accepts the Bay Harbor butcher, but not him. Yeah. Because Gail's like, I think what he's doing is great. Give this guy a medal. Give this guy a medal. Uh, Put him on the, the police force, which contrasts to the last episode of his mom saying that something was wrong with him. And contrasts to Rita saying, I hope they hurt him. Uh, My next note is that he confides to Lila that he watched his mother be murdered and she advises he needs to make peace with her killers. Yes. He goes and obtains more records of the crime scene to figure out who they were. Mm -hmm. He finds out one of them is dead, one of them is in prison without parole, and then there is one walking around free. Because he snitched. Because he snitched. Within all these files of the crime scene, he found audio recordings of Harry and his mother. He finds out then that his mother was a criminal informant. Then he starts thinking, this is kind of weird to hear recordings of his mother and Harry. Mm -hmm. They were working together. Maybe they were more, but he doesn't think anything really of it. He just thinks it's weird, right? He, I think he does think it's weird. And I think he does think something else is going on because Harry said, I would have noticed I'll protect you. Mm -hmm. I think Laura mentioned something about like the two of them intimately because he says the tape's still rolling. Maybe, but I think. The thing that Dexter thinks is the weirdest there, no real red flags come up for Dexter yet. Mm -hmm. The thing that he thinks is the weirdest is, did Harry adopt me because he felt responsible for my mother? Did Harry adopt me because he knew my mother? Because he, in kind of a fashion, killed his mother. Sure. But that's all the way he puts on it. He does track down the last killer to a bar in Naples. Mm -hmm. He and Lila go and spend a night together. They get a hotel room. Together. Yeah, they do get a hotel room. While he is talking to that last killer, he finds out from the killer that his mother and Harry were intimate. Mm-hmm. Because he says, like, we didn't kill her because she was a snitch. We killed her because she was a cop fucker. Yeah. Which, fuck them. Like, so what? Yeah. I feel like I would be more mad about the snitch part than the cop fucker part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, and then during that scene... Where he's got a knife at this man's throat on a pool table, I believe. I think it's a pool table. Lila calls him and Lila talks him down to where he doesn't end up killing him. And he comes back to the hotel room and she thinks she's talking him off of drugs and using, but she's actually talking him out of murder. That's my last note for that episode. And he ends up actually spending the night laying in her crotch the entire night. While Dexter is on the phone, this is when they first arrive in Naples at the hotel. While Dexter is on the phone with Rita, Lila walks her skank ass in there. Sorry, I shouldn't say skank. Her exhibitionist ass into the bathroom, strips down to her thong, her black lace thong, where Dexter can fully see this. Leaves the bathroom door open. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Gets in the shower and then she turns and her nipples are like fully erect, shooting up at the satellites in space. <laughs> if she would have turned around and touched the glass too hard, she would have sliced it open. <laughs> the glass, not her nipple. Yes. Yes. It was intense. And also another. You shouldn't body shame, but like it was just ridiculous. I'm not body shaming. I'm saying she went in there and she knew what she was doing. Oh, for sure. But also another sign of her being a shitty ass sponsor because you're not supposed to fuck your sponsor. For sure. Rule number one. After this, Deborah and Gabe, the guy that we talked about, the boxer who tried to wrap her wrists, which also there was a scene, a previous episode where she handcuffs Gabe to Dexter's bed 
and is fucking him and Dexter walks in. Pretty funny. Deborah has basically come clean to Gabe that she was with the ice truck killer. Gabe has no idea who that is. Gabe has been out of the country. So she's like, oh, I'm safe with this man. But then she looks in his email while he is in the shower and sees that he is trying to sell a book called The Ice Princess. She doesn't have any context for what kind of writer he is. She just knows he's a writer. So she assumes it is a book deal about her. Yeah, she assumes it's like a tell-all of some sort. And she confronts him and leaves before he has a chance to explain. Yeah, she loses her shit on him for sure. Definitely. So later on, Deborah is confiding in Lundy about, to Lundy about this. And Lundy does a background check. And he says, do you know what kind of writer Gabe is? Like he's clean except for the traffic tickets. She says, no, she doesn't know. And he said, children's books. So Deborah is like, I have royally fucked up. And I like that Lundy was confident in himself enough, even if he did have interest in, have interest in her. And he's like, you know, you, you need to go apologize. You, you can make it up. And so they do. And she's reading his manuscript for the children's book of the Ice Princess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how that episode ends, I believe. Oh, also, I think I should mention in the previous episode... Deborah and Lundy are actually canvassing boat marinas and they narrow down the boat marina to where Dexter's boat is stored, where a lot of police officers store their boats. Narrowed it down to three marinas and because they all have the same mm-hmm. type of rocks or so they were able to, to narrow down the algae to three different marinas. Okay. And Dexter's is one of them. Yes. And Lundy sets up cameras at all of them. While Dexter is making sure his boat is clean. At night with luminol, Mm -hmm. just dousing that bitch in luminol with a black light while the camera is recording him. Episode six, which I love the name. Dex lies in videotape, which funnily enough is the only note I made for the whole episode. Oh shit. Okay. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. You must have really enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Well, we'll do a quick run through of things I remember. And then uh, I remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Mind you, I have slept at least twice since then. Uh, that's a joke. That was a week ago. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, Dexter carrying on like everything's fine because mm-hmm. he doesn't know about the cameras. Mm-hmm. A little while later, Deborah says, you know, tapes are coming in, but we can't process any of the tapes. Dexter says, what tapes are you talking about? And she's like, oh, Lundy ordered cameras on all of the marinas. Like the mm-hmm. security's really shit out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she's like, but we can't, we can't see any of the tapes because the FBI cameras are too high tech for our shitty software. They're working on getting the software now. Yes. And Dexter hits the oh shit button mentally like, there's fucking cameras. They're going to see me cleaning my boat. Like that looks suspicious as fuck. Yes. Deborah actually, because I said in the episodes while we were watching, it would be highly sus if this motherfucker moved his boat. Yeah. She even said like, you might want to move your boat. And I'm like, there's your out. Move the boat. (laughs) Yeah. So he's shitting himself trying to figure out how he can get a hold of the footage. This tape and erase the footage of him cleaning the boat. Yeah. He sneaks into work one night, tries to get into the lab, but it's double locked so he can't pick the thing. I know at one point in the episode, Rita has Dexter invite Lila over to dinner so she can meet the sponsor. Yeah. AKA scope the competition. Yeah, for sure. Which I think was Gail's idea. Yeah, because she was uh, saying that she was intimidated by Lila and she was like, invite her over. Gail didn't like that Dexter has a female sponsor. She didn't like that Dexter was an addict. So For sure. Lila comes over to dinner. Mm-hmm. Dinner is fine. She charms them. Yeah, everything's great. 
Rita thinks she even likes her. Mm -hmm. And Rita is all hot and heavy, goes over to Dexter's apartment, tries to go to Bone Town while they're hang like while they're in the process of ripping clothes off. Fucking Lila. The timing on this bitch. Yeah. Lila calls, leaves a message on his answering machine, says, like, I can't believe I almost spilt the beans on your mother. Could you imagine she found out about us in Naples? Rita storms off. None of these women matter to me until you get to Hannah. Let me just make that clear. <laughs> Rita storms off. She says, this is over, Dexter. Like, we're done. We're through. She storms off and leaves. Mm -hmm. Goes home and cries to her mommy. Dexter's really confused about what's going on. The next morning tells Deborah. I remember a lot of this. What the fuck? Yeah. Tells Deborah, like, hey, tells Deborah, Rita broke up with me. Uh -huh. Deborah says, you're a dumbass. You were supposed to chase after her. He's like, was I? And she's like, you're such a guy. Blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> <laughs> Dexter realizes like, okay, maybe I can fix this, whatever. And goes to Lila to yell at her about how she ruined things. And then it's raining. Yeah. It shows up. the clip of Erica. It's a shame he's going to have to go outside in that thin shirt in the rain. Oh, how unfortunate. Man, he just really be running somewhere to hide his fucking dick whenever he's in trouble, huh? Especially if it's raining out. He's like, it's raining. Gotta get my dick wet, too. <laughs> it's raining. He's angry. Passion. Rage is high. He storms into Lila's apartment and is yelling at her. And she's like, yell at me more. Yeah. They go to Bone Town. As he's leaving Lila's apartment, gets a phone call from Rita. <laughs> saying i don't like how he ended things can we have a talk later and yeah. dexter realizes now he's gonna be in a fucking lo love triangle mm -hmm. his dick got him in trouble just like a man just like a true man he's more human than he thought mm -hmm. what happens next so while you're thinking about that dexter also gets called on to lundy's team deborah thinks that it is because he is the quote-unquote superior morgan where she feels very inferior towards dexter this shit again yeah what? just inferiority complex out the ass self-confidence is a bitch but anyhow she's feeling super super inferior and lundy comforts this and says no i just can't fucking stand masuka if i hear one more titty joke i'm gonna lose my mind yeah and gabe her kind of boyfriend mm -hmm. is like starting to give her stuff like you like lundy and lundy likes you yeah. and like is picking on her about it and i'm like you hitting real close to home mofo <laughs> you about to lose her to old man dick experienced dick experienced dick Sorry. <laughs> Anyhow, one thing Lila says in the episode I thought was really fucking interesting. She said, quote, Harry led you down the wrong path. With that in mind, did Harry make him into the killer that he is? Oh, for sure. Well, yes, but I'm saying, did he make him into a killer? I guess is what I'm saying. No. Okay. Dexter was already killing animals. Animals. Okay. Uh, Lundy, while talking to Dexter, I believe in the train car. So Lundy solicits Dexter to come to a train car where supposedly the Bay Harbor butcher tied up but let go this criminal the guy says he fought back and scared him off or something yeah some shit like that but he used rope and dexter's like i wasn't there and i don't use rope and to which lundy immediately was like he doesn't use rope and dexter's like oh shit <laughs> mm -hmm. dexter makes the comment as he's unpacking his camera and all of his equipment very specifically lundy's like the bay harbor butcher is very orderly and like likes things a certain way and he like looks over and dexter's like putting things in a straight line like arranging everything perfectly my literal quote that i was about to read from lundy quote the butcher is clean and orderly to dexter while being orderly <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Dexter helps Lundy walk through how this isn't a butcher scene because it's too messy. Yeah, I was gonna say, plus there's a person to tell the story. Like, Yeah, it's not him. And Lundy agrees that it is a copycat. Yeah. Copycat vigilant, vigilant, vigilante. Vigilante. Never mind. Never mind. Fuck it. Vigilante. That's the new drink at Starbucks. <laughs> vigilante. Can I get a venti yeah. vigilante, please? <laughs> Extra wet and caramel. Ooh, we should make a drink. John Henry was the copycat that Dexter tracks down, to which he says, Oh, I'm just like you. You inspired me. I hit one guy with my car, and then I pushed another guy down the stairs. Yeah. I'm sure there's a clip, usable clip of me giving that guy shit. Yeah, if there is, insert it, Frank. He's a pussy murderer, but not as in, like, woman's pussies, but, like, he's a scapegoat murderer like he's killing people by running them over with his car oh i pushed him down the stairwell dexter's a murderer that asshole which dexter's just disappointed yeah dexter kills him and leaves his body for the cops to find Mm -hmm. as a present he wasn't me Mm -hmm. which is what they expected the bay harbor butcher to do anyway lundy threatened to pull the case from deborah like working with Miami Metro if the vigilante killed again. Mm-hmm. The, it would have to go to the FBI. Yeah, and Dexter did not want all of the FBI involved in this. No. Keep it local. Because he can yeah. still manipulate things from his position in the police force. Mm-hmm. We find out in this episode also as Dokes and LaGuerta are working together on something. I don't really remember what. They're tracking a dude. We find out that they were in a relationship and totally smashed. They went to Bone Town themselves. And she mentions that because Dexter Dexter had told her that Dokes is stalking him. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to still get Dokes to go talk to someone. And she said, you know, something like this is what ruined our relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I had made a comment about that when they were first starting their stakeout mm-hmm. that episode. Or he said we could spend time how we used to do. And she giggled. And I went, yeah, she's giving them blowies in the back seat. And you thought I was joking. For once, I wasn't joking. Angel got better shoes uh, in this episode, we pointed out. Better is a contingent. He, they're better than closed-toed sandals. They're still not the nicest shoes that man will own. But he's on his way. He's on his way. He's on it. He's He's learning. Ed Sheeran. He's, he's Ed Sheeran. He's trying. I'm on my way. I'm on my <laughs> way. Pulling the fire alarm is like Dexter's yeah, thing so now. As I mentioned earlier, Dexter wanted to break into the room where the videotape is. But the door is double locked. He realizes he can't get in. So his big genius plan is, is, I'll pull the fire alarm. Everyone will leave the building and I will just go zoop and delete the file. Because, you know, if a fake fire alarm went off, they're not going to pull the security cameras to see who pulled the fire alarm. They thought it was just a fire drill, but like. Because fire alarms also go to like the fire department. Yep. So when the fire department showed up, they would have known it was the alarm that got pulled. Which would have. Launched an investigation, investigation, I use in small quotes because we're dealing with serial killers here, of walking their ass to the camera fucking area, looking at that hallway camera and being like, why Dexter pull the alarm? Watches him walk across into the double locked room, deleting files. Why is he deleting files? For sure. <laughs> they're, they're more convenient writing. But I do enjoy yeah. the season. Like, I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm just pointing out what this the fuck. This is us bitch watching <laughs> things. He goes over to Rita's house. And Rita confronts him and, you know, he's like, she says, I was angry and I didn't give you a chance to explain. And he explains, yes, Mm -hmm. Lila and I did go to Naples. She went with me as my sponsor. Mm -hmm. He finally is honest with 
Frida and says, I witnessed my mother be murdered right in front of me when I was three years old. And Lila thought it would be good closure for me to go confront one of her killers. Like Rita's a little upset saying, you know, why didn't you want me to go with you? And Dexter says, I didn't think you would understand. Uh You know, I don't really exactly remember what Rita said. She says, so you had adjoining rooms? Dexter lies and says, yes. Rita's like, okay, so you didn't sleep with her. And cue Sly going, not that night. And then Dexter immediately goes, not that night. (laughs) And Rita throws him out again. Rita's fucking done. I don't blame her. Out of all the times to lie, there was your shot. You're going to lie about the room, but you're not going to lie about fucking her. To be fair, Rita said the words to him, we're through, Dexter. Yes. Dexter's free to do whatever the fuck he wants. Doesn't matter if you're angry. Or as Ross said on Friends, we were on a break. (laughs) Exactly. Jesus. And yeah, I'd be a little pissed. He did not cheat on her. I understand being upset with him. Yeah. He did not cheat on her. Not, I need some time to figure this out. Don't call me. Yep. It was, we are through, Dexter. If you could have seen Erica's head bob when, after I said that, just very like persnickety. We were on a break. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah, that's where we're at right now with mm-hmm. Dexter halfway through the second season. Mm-hmm. You will be hearing us talk about Dexter until I think April 24th was the date. Yeah. It's a long fucking time. <laughs> There's going to be 16 episodes about Dexter. We worked out some episode structure, which won't affect how you guys hear, but how we are um, doing the back end. On the back end, as we pointed out, hopefully my audio sounds 10 times better. I did get a new mic. So yeah. Uh, that should be a wrap, I think, on this episode. Awesome. Do you want to plug your Instagram first? <gasps> yeah. So if you want to see my face, because that's so much better than hearing my voice, and that's not saying a lot. You should Don't say that. They just heard your voice for a whole hour. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my Instagram is at bean.buttrito, spelled B-U-T-T-R-I-T-O. On Instagram. And I am at Witzy12, W-H-I-T-Z-Y 12. The podcast Instagram is BitchWatchPod. And you can follow the link in the bio to see all the places we're available, Mm -hmm. as well as our support page if you wanted to throw us a dollar for coffee. If you would hit following or subscribe, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and it helps us know what's good and what's bad. Also, I love validation validation is the shit watch our instagram but uh in the coming future probably when we're like halfway through dexter so in a few more weeks Mm -hmm. i think we should run a poll on what show we watch next yeah again as my friend at the beginning of the episode i mentioned said well i don't like dexter let me know when you talk about the next show Mm -hmm. we might just decide to do what we want to do anyway but it'd be curious to see what people want to hear us i would like to know your opinion but we also might say fuck it no Your opinion is, oh, how cute, honey, but we're going to do this instead. Yeah, but we love your opinion. (laughs) That doesn't negate our love for your opinion. For sure. Yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great week, sweetie. Be safe and make good choices. Or don't, but be smart about it. True. Bye. Bye. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. (laughs) Bitch.